Welcome to the Fontenelle Final Bell here on the Rural Radio Network. I'm Susan Littlefield. We are broadcasting today from the Nebraska Soybean Board Studio, which is brought to you by the Nebraska Soybean Farmers and their checkoff. We're going to take a look at a variety of things factoring the markets in a, kind of in a nutshell of the week in itself. This is kind of the week that everybody's like, all right, I am so ready for the markets to be done. Let's turn the calendar. Let's look at what this next week's going to bring. And we did have a question midweek talking about reality. Well, guess what? There is a reality check, and it's good once in a while to have in this marketplace. Not to forget, we have a USDA report that comes out next week. Why isn't the market already starting to talk about it? Is it because of those early predictions of some big yields? We're going to get that and a whole lot more as we talk with Troy Nielsen. He is with Smart Yield out of Kearney, Nebraska. And Troy, I think you and I all have the same settlement. Let's just get this week done with. It has been an interesting week, to say the least. Yeah, that's right, Susan. I'm with you on that. I'm glad it's Friday. Um, And just to do a Friday check of reality for you, um, you know, December corn, I'll take December corn futures uh, for the week from last Friday to this Friday. It's down about six cents for the week. Um, Now it is down and and put in a new contract low this week here um, at that 320 mark again. So it's a double bottom right now at that 320. But it, it was down six cents for the week. That's reality. November soybeans. Um, was, we're not down challenging contract lows. We're off the lows, but beans were down 23 cents for the week. So there's a, a pretty decent reality check on the soybeans. Uh, the Chicago September wheat for the week down 35 cents. So yeah, there were some pretty hard hits on that, but the corn was really down six cents for the week. Um, and, and it's that time of year, obviously, where, where we know that harvest isn't that far away. A month from now, there's going to be a lot of early harvest getting started uh, in this country. And so uh, you're not going to see an uptrend typically this early in the, in the year, that's for sure. Reality is um, we're, we're challenging um, lows. We're putting in some new lows in the corn, and and harvest is looming with some big crops on the horizon that's for sure so troy is it okay just to say we need a little bit of a reality check once in a while producers need to you know feel that okay the prices are at this so now i can do x y and z yeah i think you're 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 100 right there susan because reality um helps you identify um where your challenges are at but sometimes it can help you identify where your opportunities are at also and what we've seen Opportunity-wise, in the last um, you know four to six weeks, we've seen some healthy basis. We've seen, we've seen basis moving in a good direction for our farmers, and so they've been able to capture that um, basis on some contracts, and maybe not um, establish some futures piece of it yet. But basis has been a good um, piece of that, and, and reality says that you, know, you start getting into harvest. Um, sometimes that basis um, widens and isn't quite as friendly to us. So uh, reality is there's some decent opportunity in the basis market right now. So we do have this USDA report that comes out next week. We've seen over the last probably four or five days little snippets coming from different commodity organizations saying this is where we think the yield is going to be based on how crop conditions are right now. And there's some big, serious numbers out there. How come we haven't seen a lot of positioning ahead of this report yet, or do you think that'll come next week? You know, I think the positioning, and you're right, every estimate out there in the average analyst um, estimate <laughs> is, is bigger than last month. I mean, every, everybody is, is, is larger. Beans, their average is 51.2. That's up 1.4 from last month. Corn, 180.5. 
um, you know, so that we're up above trend line there as, as well and staying strong with our yield. And, and I think that, um, you know, th- as far as the positioning, um, I hope a lot of the farmers have some positions on that help them in their cash market um, as they need to be in the cash market this fall. Um, hope that's already been positioned. Uh, if it is, stick with those hedges, by the way. But um, I think the positioning came from the funds because earlier in the summer, the funds came in at the summer very heavy in the corn market, you know, 185, 190,000 contracts on the short side of the corn market. They eased up on that around the first part of July, and we saw a reflection of that in the futures market, and now we're back with a pretty heavy uh, short position from the funds there in, those, in the corn market um, at this time. We'll find out Monday how heavy they are, but um, they're heavy in that corn market, and I think that positioning is already done. I think the large yields are are probably already kind of baked into these markets at this point. Not everything out there, though is negative when we look at the overall picture of these markets outside market influences things that are affecting the way we're seeing grain and livestock trade this week yeah absolutely i i think you look at the overall economy um for one the u.s dollar is has has trended lower here for the last few weeks um so you know coming off the highs in the dollar and 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 starting to push back down has been very healthy we the dollar's lower right now than before mid-March coronavirus pandemic hit. Uh, that's healthy. We've had solid export business, uh, healthy. And then also just the, the, the fuel and, and ethanol energy uh, demand in our country has picked back up here in the last few weeks as well. So we're using more, more uh, fuel from the pump as well. People are getting out more and doing more business. So as the, as the economy starts to re re-engage we're seeing more usage on that side and that's healthy also for our, our our commodities that we work with i think also in in the meats um you see some pent-up demand coming from that restaurant business as they start to you know resupply their inventories um so that that's been healthy in the market um cattle for example got back to above pre-coronavirus prices here this week. So we've seen some healthy things in these commodities as well. Um, it, we're just facing, I think, a healthy, or excuse me, a, a large yield coming into harvest on these grain markets is what we're really facing there. All right, well, stick stick around, folks. When we come back, we are going to continue to take a look at the, expand a little bit more about what's been happening in this ethanol market. And we'll also talk about maybe how you shouldn't be a buyer right now. More is coming up. It's a Fontenelle Final Bell on the World Radio Welcome back to the Fontenelle Final Bell here on the Rural Radio Network. I'm Susan Littlefield as we continue our conversation with Troy Nielsen of Smart Yield. And Troy, when we left, we talked a little bit about uh, ethanol markets and, and what's been happening with the livestock markets and ethanol demand and where we're at right now. Are we kind of just sitting as stable as we can be considering what's happening globally? Yeah, I think so, Susan. I think that's a really good way to put it, as stable as possible at this point. Um, and, and and as you see, you know, the futures markets move, of course, you know, that helps adjust the um, margin in the ethanol business, of course. Um, and so I think you might see, um, as demand picks up, that production will match that. And, I, and, and so I think you'll see that um, as the country gets moving again and and, and kids back get back to school, hopefully, um, and, all, and everything kind of gets back to more normal activity, and there's more 
energy used, you'll see ethanol numbers build back up, in my opinion. So I think that as we're staying steady right now, that's a, that's a good, healthy thing in our market in the ethanol. Um, we just need to see it um, uh, start to build as our economy gets back to work also. Which means people on the road, kids are back to school, so you know gasoline demand is going to pick up just a bit as parents maybe who are working from home now having to take kids to school. Yeah, that's right. And I think, um, you know, we went through summer vacation season and didn't have many people, dri- didn't have as near as many driving. But um, I think there's going to be, in my opinion, some pent up um, activity, uh, whether it be, you know, there's there's all kinds of school activities, like you say, people getting back to a work where they are commuting back to the office, um, you know, public transportation or whatever it is. Um, so I do think you'll see more usage um, back in these energy markets as we move into the fall time of year. And so that would be healthy in our our, our ethanol business and, and overall energy business. Um, and I think that's coming, in my opinion. I think that's coming. I joked a little bit about don't be a buyer right now. Kind of explain a little bit what that means in the month of August when we look at this grain. Yeah, looking at the corn and the soybeans. If you just looked at a seasonal tendency type of chart, now is not the time to be a buyer. And we know that because, you know, the, the, wor- the world's largest corn market is, is a business is about to have a harvest. Now is not time to be a buyer. And we're in here, you know, putting in contract lows today. So, and this week we did earlier. Um, so I think that, you know, right now, absolutely, t- it's time to be patient if you're wanting to be a buyer. Same thing in the soybean market, not putting contract lows in this week, but we did push lower by about 23 cents. Um, you know, it's really hard to pick a high or pick a low. And so to be real honest, I, I wouldn't be a buyer as a producer You've already bought this crop and you're along the field. Hopefully you have some hedges and sales. But um, I wouldn't put any more into it at this point, nor would I be a buyer right now on these commodities. I think you have to wait for it to uh, kind of grind into these harvest prices, let the funds do what they may with it. Um, But I would not be a buyer at this time um, in these markets, that's for sure. Do funds still have a sizable short position? Yeah, I think the last I was looking, there were 177,000 contracts short. Um, I'm going to just guess that they added to that position this week. I mean, corn was only down six cents on the, on the December futures, um, but somebody sold it to get down to those levels. So I'm going to guess they added to that con- those positions a little bit. Um, and then anticipating the August 12th uh, USDA report that's coming up here next week, um, I, I, I would imagine they've establish some uh, positions in there for that report as well so are green guys nervous as they they see the really the lack of beef movement pork movement and just proteins in general because we've been so close to home or is there some hope that we're going to see a see a pickup as kids get back to school colleges start back up that means there's an outlet still for their product yeah absolutely i think um getting the, the economy back to closer to normal or moving in that direction you know if you look at colleges back in and you have college football that creates a lot of commerce and restaurants are busier uh, tailgating whatever it might be Uh, there's a lot of um, uh, cities in the country every saturday um, putting on a you know a lot of food out there and so that that's got to come from somewhere and then i think you know you get into your school systems also they're feeding a lot of lunches every day and you know so that um just the de- overall demand 
should pick back up in there again. And I think some of that might be anticipated already in, the, in that meat market, but it should be healthy overall for those markets. That's for sure, getting everything back to normal. And healthy on both the grain and the livestock side of it. Yeah, absolutely. And and you look at the world demand on our grains. Um, if we can, if China can stick close to that phase one agreement and, and continue buying, um, I think we could see that closer to the end of the year pick back up. What's the best way for folks to reach you, Troy? Yeah, um, just contact us here at Smart Yield 308 234 6805. Well, thanks so much, Troy Nielsen, joining us reminder that commodity futures and options do involve substantial risk of loss and they're not suitable for all investors. That is the Fontenelle Final Bell being brought to you by Fontenelle Hybrids and all your local Fontenelle dealers. Pick this up as a podcast at ruralradio.com, wherever you subscribe for your podcasts and on Spotify as well. It's the Fontenelle Final Bell on the Rural Radio Network.